0: Hello, it's me, Matt, and I'm Lionel Lionel Richie, yes, and (laughs) you're listening to Elite Rugby Banter, and I don't know if I'm particularly the one you're looking for to host an episode, but I have started the one hour clock, so let's see how this goes, and this one hour hour I am joined with uh, Alex in Cape Town, how are you Alex? That's
1: good, Uh, yeah, I'm alright, thanks Matt, Um... I'm a bit tired, actually. Yeah, I was I got oh. up last night at, at 1 o'clock in the morning to watch the Haguaris, Um and then stayed up for an extra hour because my baby got up with me. Oh. Um, and then I spent a lot of today doing dad things like planting trees. I
0: was going to ask you about the What trees did you get?
1: Um, so we had a huge hedge on one of our boundaries, which was like a really nice natural green uh, boundary, but we had to cut it down. So we had oh. a palisade installed and then we trying to get sort of more vines and stuff to grow so yeah. today was actually just um four granadilla vines oh, dope. passion yeah passion fruit vines yeah, no dope, dope. Uh, no uh, if yeah, yeah, that's fair. No, um, but it's a
0: four <laughs> plants at home for personal use i think that's allowed
1: yeah and then that's true actually and then a bogan villa okay which was a, a bit of a bigger job um but anyway, as you can hear, I'm quite tired. Yeah,
0: bug and villas are a bastard. I remember pruning my mother's one regularly. Those
1: yeah. So that's kind of that's also like a natural security thing. Yeah. 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 no, Fair enough. So yeah, I'm pretty knackered, but I'm, I'm I'm ready to talk about some rugby.
0: Okay. No. Fair enough. Um. Let's see. Well, we'll start with as we are now to do with the news, and I think mm. um, one of the biggest stories this week. That's the least speculation at this point, is basically just the chat around Rugby World Cup 2023, and that the pool draw and seeding will be happening, I think it's later this year or beginning of next year, I'm not exactly sure of the date, mm-hmm. and part but of it's that... it's
1: kind of following this year's like season though.
0: Yeah, it's at the, basically the end of the season, so... After, what is it, November Tours or whatever finalized and all that, and the rankings yep. have settled again, they're going to draw. And obviously, and yeah, Augustine Pichot, vice president of World Rugby, is not too jazzed about the situation. Because, well, yeah, I think, as you were saying earlier, I think you can carry on with that thought.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's obviously got two hats on. He's, first of all, the vice president of World Rugby, but also, former argentina representative and you know very passionate argentinian he often talks about argentinian rugby and you know complains about things from an argentinian perspective and i kind of feel like this is one of those times because argentina is currently sitting in 10th which is sort of consistent with their their position in the top 10 i guess but when i say top 10 i mean who has I to mean, to like qualify six nations. where
0: up do they have to qualify?
1: Um, well, they so they missed out on second, top two in their pool. Yeah. At the rugby world cup, and as far as I know, that's the cutoff so qualification for automatic qualification. I think if okay. you make if you make playoffs, you automatically qualify. Yeah. Um, I might be I might be wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm actually not 100 so sure, but they would probably be fine by virtue of getting the South American slot, so they would really just have to beat Brazil. Or was it? Amer- it's Americas, hey. Um, is it Am- so, so, yeah, South it's Americas? South America. I think it's Americas. America's. Yeah. So they might have to play then play their way through Canada, and USA, Russia. and Canada, which which uh, could get in, could get interesting.
0: Could get interesting, but they should walk it. They should walk it.
1: Yeah. Let me look this up, Rugby World Cup 2023 20, qualification.
0: I know, because I know, I think Rich Freeman was also saying something, all of a sudden, Japan now had obviously booked a whole bunch, uh, with yes. that news popping so, up. Japan had sort of booked, not so much yeah. soft internationals, but just a string of internationals before before the end of the year as well. Yeah.
1: Okay, so um, 12 teams gain, gain automatic qualification, okay by finishing in the top three of their pool okay okay top three so it's the bottom so side. so they're okay they're okay now
0: yeah, you see this is why so rugby just, doesn't change mean, uh, much this is why rugby doesn't change but
1: much. but it, yeah but it is it is going to affect their seeding right because yeah, we get put know. in pools so now they're they're already 10th which means that they in the third seed
0: yeah they are going to seed so, seed seed, so they are going to be in a they're going to create the next pool of death for 2023 yeah
1: essentially, essentially. Well, so between they're... them and Fiji, because Fiji's currently in 11th. Yeah, so the two of them
0: are generally going to make someone upset.
1: Yeah, probably. But at the same time, you know, Japan's currently in 8th. So I mean, I don't know exactly what internationals Japan has lined up, but last time I checked, they had quite tough ones. Exactly. Because they were kind of capitalizing on um, their sort of hype from 2019.
0: Their glamour.
1: Yeah, and like sort of using it to leverage a bit, like a, some bigger... Um, Some bigger matches than they otherwise would have necessarily gotten. Let's see the Brave Blossoms schedule. Um, Please tell me they've
0: got New Zealand. I think they do, but I. um, Does it count though? uh, Do they like somehow have like New Zealand where it doesn't count?
1: (laughs) Uh, I I seem to only be able to find their results. Wait, Autumn Internationals 2020 fixtures. Japan, okay, Japan, Scotland. Japan, Ireland. Mm. Okay, so that's two easy games. <laughs> that's two easy games for Japan. <laughs> teams have already beaten
0: teams have already established <laughs> yeah, teams yeah. that they have already beat. They've got a hundred percent record against at least one of those teams. Yeah. <laughs> and then watch me get complained at now about that. Like, no, no, they've actually beat played Ireland three <laughs> times at the World Cup, and this is only the first time they've beaten.
1: Them. Okay, so here it is. So here it is, in July. They've scheduled a home series against England. Oh, so another easy one. And, <laughs> yeah, and Wales. So they're playing Wales once, Wales, England, Scotland each once, and then England twice. Sorry, Wales, Ireland, Scotland each once, England twice. Okay. So I don't know. I, I feel like they they've maybe gotten a little bit carried away. I like it.
0: I like it though. I, it, I like the confidence. I do like the confidence. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, we'll see. So it's, a, it's a bit speculative at this point, but anyway, Pichot, I do think has kind of a good point because it seems very early. It's, you know, it's full three years ahead of um, or two and a half years ahead of the next World Cup, yeah. so it's not really a very accurate reflection of where teams are going to be uh, prior to that World Cup. And this is how we end up with teams of death yeah. because you'll take it. You'll take a team like even yeah, maybe even let's take Argentina, who are langu- languishing in tenth but could easily in the next two years climb their way above Scotland, Japan, maybe even Australia and then be uh, like a sixth ranked sixth, seventh ranked team in the world. Um, and then someone in the top four has got to contend with the top six team and like a top, like you might have numbers three, five and six in the world at that point in the same pool And then you know you might have South Africa getting, I don't know, Japan, and Italy, yeah. just because of the way the rankings currently are. So it's a bit of a flawed system.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It is a bit. Okay. I think it's a bit far in, far ahead. but also, thankfully, you've mentioned Italy, so I think that's the perfect opportunity to jump on some wild speculation about 2024. In that. South South African rugby is in talks, apparently, with the Six Nations to join the Six Nations and leave rugby championships from 2024
1: onwards. Okay. Yeah, so I have heard about this. Um, I don't know. First of all, do we even believe this? Like, this kind of rumor pops up every couple of years. Like, like not even a couple of years,
0: every it. six months. Every six months. Yeah. Every time and, Australia, like, has a bad wobble at a, at an international, yeah. their, their oh, knee-jerk God. reaction is get rid of SA in our local tournaments.
1: Yeah, like, that's the problem. Can we, can we address this? Like, we might as well talk about this now. Waratahs, this last weekend, played in Newcastle. And the commentators were banging on and on and on about how they're playing at six different venues this year, and it's like this whole campaign for them to take rugby to the people. Yeah. Um, in New South Wales or whatever. Less
0: than ten, I think. Less than ten thousand fans in. This they state. had
1: seven thousand, yeah, seven thousand two hundred, I think, or seven thousand five hundred fans, and like it was just appalling. Like I was watching, and I I was surprised they even said seven thousand. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be the ticket sales and not the actual oh, the attendance. People who arrived, yeah. Because yeah, to, to be fair, the weather the weather wasn't good.
0: Yeah, but the Tars as well. They just looked. I'm sure we'll get to it later, but they just looked so. They looked like the crowd. They just weren't there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. but I mean, so this is the thing, right? So as you said, like it, it's it's the scapegoat that Australia loves to to bring out every now and again. South Africa's ruining Super Rugby or Sansa or I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know exactly what the rationale is for them suggesting that South African teams leaving would somehow benefit them or that like they would solve the problem of 7,000 people coming to their games. But there's two angles to it, right? The one angle is, well, there's actually three angles to it. Number one, would it actually be better for Australia and New Zealand if South Africa left Sansa? I, again, I'm not going to dwell on this. I just don't see the argument. Maybe someone can put us right on Twitter or something, but, you know, I'm I'm all years. Number 2 is it the best thing for South Africa? So that's what we should really focus on from our perspective. What do we think it's desirable? And I mean I don't know what your thoughts are but I just I feel I've always felt this way and maybe it's just because it's a status quo thing and I'm a bit conservative. But I think the probably the most valuable resource that the Springboks have is guaranteed two fixtures every year against the All Blacks. Yeah. And guaranteed fixtures for our club sides against New Zealand teams. Definitely. I think it's a big part of why we are as successful as we are historically. I mean, we've had, we've, I'm not going to try and pretend like we've been number one in the world for years. We had some pretty bad years for a while there. Yeah. But historically, South Africa's been a, a global superpower in terms of rugby, up there with New Zealand and, let's say, England, um, for the sake of argument. But I don't think that we maintain that edge if we're playing Northern Hemisphere teams all the time instead of Southern Hemisphere teams. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm also being a bit regional about it. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know because
0: it's the argument that they now that gets jumped up for why they should do it is the South Africans are complaining about the travel and then the time zone jumps. When traveling yeah. and that so they, they always say no no it's better for the players yeah. for that two hour ju- jump or whatever which I kind of sympathize yeah. with but at the same time ugh, they've got it down I to just... such a science now, I don't see it making that much of an effort yeah I mean, it, is, is that I mean,
1: really such a big problem I don't I know, know. We like we people always got Argentina
0: about... in there as well now we added we haven't yeah. pushed to add Argentina anyway right so to add extra times but anyway so fuck that noise Um, I think for South Africans we play this weird blend of northern hemisphere big big forwards and loose free-flowing backs and mm. if we go down if we go north we're going to lose our south africanness and just become complete northern hemisphere sides we're going to lose what makes us special by having those electric backs that can cut through anything here and there because they're not we not going to need them as much because we're not playing free-flowing rugby anymore
1: we're going yeah, to be playing I in, change our idea we're gonna play
0: more next playing at ten for the blues, uh, for the bulls at the moment.
1: Doing that anyway, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's you can see what would happen if we go by looking at the bulls right now this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, so on the travel, I if people talk about it all the time. I I don't really understand why it's that big of a problem. You know, these are professional years athletes.
0: later, I mean, it's uh, we've been doing Super Rugby for like 25 years now, haven't we?
1: Yeah, like I always felt like we'd gotten quite good at it. I mean, like the Sharks have just won their second or their first game on tour.
0: And The Lions just um, came back from Argentina. and,
1: and Well, jumped. yeah, they didn't do very well, but they
0: did well coming back though. Yeah, yeah, true.
1: Which is, yeah, I mean, so exactly. It's the same, like the same as travel. Traveling.
0: It's the same thing. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It seems a bit weird. So, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't buy it. And yeah. then the second well the third aspect to it we've spoken about what's best for Australia and New Zealand we've spoken about what's best for us the third question is like would we even be wanted in the Six Nations I get that they don't really want Italy but my point that I made on the group was we can't actually just pack up the Springboks and send them up north without also sending all our Super Rugby franchises
0: because what's the point of playing Super Rugby and then having to have your national squad play a completely different kind of game
1: well, not just that, but it's also the scheduling. Because Six Nations and Super Rugby kick off at the same time. They both start in February. Yeah, true. So what we're saying is that we basically condemn our four Super Rugby franchises to battling it out with you know all those Australia and New Zealand franchises, but without their best players. And we don't have that much depth. We kind of rely on our springboks quite a lot at Super Rugby level. Mm. So if we're going to spend half the season Super Rugby not playing with those players, we're just going to be languishing at the bottom we're going to be doing far worse than all the, all the Australian teams are um, which and I mean if we're out of Sansa do we even get an invite to Super Rugby or are we saying we're not gonna are we saying we're gonna rather join the Heineken Cup and play a curry Cup you know in yeah. which case we need to do a lot more for the Curry Cup because Curry Cup's kind of been shredded curry Cup's
0: dead at the moment <laughs> Curry
1: Cup's dead at the moment so we'd, we'd have to try and find some way to resuscitate it yeah. but are we that? Are we sure we'd be welcomed in the Heineken Cup? Because we got we smuggled two teams into Pro 14, but that's not that's not the same as the Heineken Cup, right? Mm. So th- we need to think about this a lot more. Now. I'm not sure. I'm not so. I'm not really buying the fact that the Northern Hemisphere teams actually want us around. I don't really see what's in it for them. No. There's, um. Mm.
0: Yeah. And you say they don't want Italy, but I mean they've been so resistant to actually opening up the Six Nations to let yeah. someone else in, in Italy's spot, who, like, like my yeah. favorite Georgia, my dear and beloved Georgia, right. I mean, how, how often have they knocked on that door and said, please, can we have a chance?
1: Right. And I'm not, I'm not convinced that they don't, I think, because I mean, this, this is a piece, like, it's written by journalists, right, or like pundits, like, I get the why the, the average kind of man on the street might be like, what's the point of Italy? But everyone kind of needs, or likes a bit of a whipping boy.
0: Yeah, no, you, so do, do, you a... do need. I mean, yeah, that's why we yeah. kind of
1: keep Australia. In the... <laughs> right. Well, I was gonna say it's kind of why you know you always see the Australians defending the inclusion of or now lamenting the exclusion of the Sunwolves because yeah. that was like the, the two guaranteed wins. Well, so they thought that they were gonna get each year. Yeah. Um. Not so much for the Rebels, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure that like England Rugby Football Union, for example. Are really all that keen on on ditching Italy actually um, and yeah. bringing in a team that is you know world champions and would have as good a chance as anyone at taking home the Six Nations trophy away from them uh, that seems a bit kind of against their self-interest Yeah, especially I don't in know but I, I don't think let's dwell on this for too much yeah, time let's we really... move to this
0: one. yeah. that one's finished and I think semi-related uh, f- Fox announced that they are pulling their bid to be the broadcaster for Rugby Australia and that has led Rugby Australia to basically just put out the bid to everyone and see what sticks and as a result of that Raylene Castle's job's on the line basically so if she can't secure a decent broadcasting contract she's fucked and will get sacked.
1: I, I really I don't know enough about these things. I really don't either. I just
0: it is yeah. it is sort of speaking of Australia, speaking of one third no, of one third of Super Rugby, it is all they're talking about this week.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's super important, and I feel like we're doing listeners a bit of a disservice by not being able to offer like a, an educated opinion on this. But it sounds like from you know friends of the pod or people that we've chatted to that most Australians are seeing this as. Fox are kind of the bad guys, yeah.
0: Yeah, because Fox are also like our DSTV, right? So, so pretty much all of Australian rugby is on paid for TV, and that also means in a dwindling market, to get to it, you have to then pay for it as well, which yeah doesn't seem ideal as it stands.
1: Yeah, but I mean, so it's it's actually funny. I mean, we we pretty should have seen this coming. Ironically, when um. When Fox Fantasy Sports <laughs> Fantasy Rugby was cancelled. True, actually. Because yeah. like it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, why Why would they cancel? Like, it doesn't cost them any money to do, and it's super popular and it's like a lot, a lot of fun. Like at the time, I it, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Obviously, not knowing that they were kind of winding, you know, up. winding, yeah, like sort of winding down on any rugby union related content, um, for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess they just like kind of hate rugby right yeah i don't know and like it it just sounds like it's not a good relationship so but now so my question is coming from an ignorant south african what's the alternative do they have alternative broadcasters because if if supersport dropped dropped you know rugby there'd be a problem yeah it's South africa like wouldn't have anywhere else to watch it so
0: they've apparently the front the favorite is optus news yeah opt is something someone called optus who i have no clue who that is okay opt, so that's a, like, another i assume it's that's another, another like, subscription yeah. service let's see okay. optus optus you know, mobile phones nbn broadband entertainment so yeah they look like one of those telecom big australian telecom company
1: i mean you know it's in this day and age we shouldn't be so reliant on like satellite, you know, uh, like, what's the word? Um, these these big sort of broadcasters, like these traditional classic old school TV channels, like DSTV multi choice like you, you watch rugby using rugby pass, right? That's yep. an online service. Yep. Why 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 do we need a TV to watch rugby anymore? Like people have smart TVs. Okay, um, so not
0: so, so multi choice yeah. multi choice is a big reason now why rugby in SA is only through them because they've got all of Earth's money and they know that to watch yeah. rugby you have to go through them and they know they can then only put rugby on DSTV Premium and that's it. Then yeah, you just yeah. have to because yeah, um, I looked at coming when I come back now, I'm going to keep Rugby Pass and and jump around using vpns because obviously rugby pass doesn't have the rights in sa so it won't necessarily work but also i've also got to be careful about my vpns because yeah. of sansa rugby pass does block certain ips that are related yes. to vpns yeah because then sansa has said no no wait people are using your service in our area
1: yeah yeah, but I mean, like, this is the future, right? I mean, I, obviously, they're going to reject, like, they're going to resist it. Yeah. But, like, surely, like, in the next, even in five years, I can't imagine we're still going to be gonna have relying some, I on... I mean,
0: it's, yeah, but I mean, it's like Netflix, so we're going to have, like, Netflix, Hulu Press, Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Everything. But it's going to be for sport.
0: Yeah. And now we're going to have sport ones, because I think, I actually want to check, because I know MLR, their broadcasting's also all over the place, like regional broadcasters have rights i think espn has pretty much the league's rights and then regional broadcasters have their team's home game rights yeah and yeah and then i think playoff rights if their teams get there or something but yeah so they have like regional
1: rights as well okay yeah, I don't know. I just think so like, like it's an archaic a, system. And that's also an interesting I think this, this model. actually might be this might be one of the best things for for rugby Australia, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if you know, if, if this is an opportunity for them to, I mean, I don't know anything about the, these Optus guys, but if this is an opportunity for them to kind of start breaking new ground, then they could actually be the front runners in a new wave of rugby viewing in, in the Southern Hemisphere. And it
0: could be the um, way that could be the way they get SA out of SANZAR because super sports <laughs> is the only reason SA is so powerful at the moment because we have the viewership numbers
1: yeah true i mean I like, yeah i still <laughs> i don't know if that's such a good thing for them I, no, no 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 like I no but i'm just saying speed.
0: before i'm just saying just by the way <laughs> yeah yeah <Australia>, just <laughs> fyi wink
1: wink nudge nudge <laughs> love it when a plan comes together yeah um okay anyway um yeah, well, we'll see. I, uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Also, so on the Radiant Castle thing, I mean, she's just a scapegoat, isn't she? Like, Yeah, she really
0: is, because, I mean, it's not her fault...
1: Yeah, um, this just is like rotten, it's rotten to the core. Like,
0: like the whole system needs to be gutted, actually. So if they start yeah. the head and work its way down, maybe it's a good idea. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just this. It's also now they're like, yeah, and the undisclosed settlement figure that they paid to Israel for and whatever da da da. I see. I'm like, they,
1: they the f- just, they're just looking for any stick to beat her with yeah. at this point. Like, yeah. it's But they've had it out for her since day one. Like, And honestly, it, it, She's it smacks a hundred, of a bit of yeah. sexism, to yeah. be honest. Like, well, you know, how can a woman...
0: Run in You know,
1: running rugby. Yeah, like, it just... I, I don't buy it at all. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, who, who was it who ran against her as well? There was, like, an old boy, uh, one of the old Wallabies who... Oh fuck, I can't remember. It was, like, someone it was fucking stupid. It was, like, Kearns or Stephen Hoyles or someone ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and they've, they've been bitter ever since that they kind of didn't get the gig. Yeah. And all, all the other... All the journalists who are kind of in on the whole old boys club are... You know, do a bit of hatchet work for them. That's what I think. It's so
0: what she should do is pull uh Prince Harry and Princess Megan and just sort of uncouple from Rugby Australia because of the media coverage and set up herself with <laughs> yeah, exactly. the business in Canada.
1: That's what she should do, yeah. And then she can take Canada to, to beat Australia at the next rugby world cup. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. So she's actually from New Zealand, isn't she? I think
0: she's yeah, I think she's a Kiwi.
1: Yeah, or she was I mean, that, that at. I think she was. She, I think
0: before that, before the rugby Australia, she was was running the women's netball in Kiwi, wasn't she? Uh, uh, yeah, I think see. that was her. Pre- I'm speaking under correction. I'm yeah. expecting an angry comment about this, but I think that's what she was. <laughs> no,
1: doing. look. I mean, we we don't pretend to to be yeah. super knowledgeable about uh, Australian rugby union back back of house stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like all the stuff is built on solid ground to begin with, um, and I think the fundamental problem that no one's really talking about is the fact that rugby union is dying in Australia, yeah. and it's. I don't think it's it's the the lack of you know commitment from Fox, and maybe the lack of administrative um, you know strategy or whatever from, Raylene Castle and her predecessors. Those probably don't help and maybe exacerbated, but it's not the cause. Rugby union is just dying in Australia and they need a, they, they need a plan to resuscitate it um, and yeah I don't know we'll see uh, we'll see how it all plays out I, I, hope, that, I hope that they find their feet because I don't like the fact that Australia rugby is shit um, it might no, seem we, like a lot of pleasure out of it but I don't no because I always uh, like,
0: I like it when we get to play with Australia when they're playing well
1: yeah I like I mean it's the usual we kind of bring the best out of each other like all good teams do yeah. and um, you know like we grew up with the, the Clyde Rathbones and the Matt Gidders, Stephen Larkham's, George Griegans like they're a big part of our generation's rig- rugby DNA as well um, so it's really it's it'd be best for everyone if if they could somehow find a way to to healing anyway okay let's move yeah. on i feel like we're going slowly sorry i know i'm, yeah. I'm talking a lot i'm not no. fr- i'm not very really wide awake at the moment okay. sorry
0: so we are sitting oh on... no we're halfway it's fine plenty of time there's not a... two little stories i want to cover quickly okay so one is that saracen's fucked up again okay <laughs> so this one is <laughs> this one is my favorite kind of fuck up because this Sounds is like, like a good one. Yeah. The stupidest admin fuck up ever so they essentially they're, they're now facing an independent Disciplinary committee hearing for mm-hmm. not just for not salary cap, but for what is the exact phrasing here for duh, 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 duh. Miss Gondo complaint brought against duh, duh, duh. for play, fielding an ineligible player. So on the, oh. day, on the day of their squad announcement, their prop was uh, Titi Lamositele, Lamositele, Lamositele was eligible. To play Racing 92. Yeah. but In January. But. On the day. De- and they won. And they secured a final, But the day before the game. His work visa lapsed. Okay. <laughs> How does this happen? Like don't Oh they... fuck I don't know. But it's so beautiful. So apparently <laughs> Glasgow Warriors. Are like waiting with bated breath. Because I think they jump. <laughs> o- like if Saracens get chopped. Glasgow jumps over them okay it's into the quarterfinal but it's fuck I'm like how how do you fuck up like this and then yeah. how do you have this like
1: stu- a, in the middle of everything that's happening mm. it's so stupid okay. maybe like, maybe they're kind of like trying to self-destruct a bit I don't yeah, know maybe it's just oh god but time yeah
0: time. so like yeah so and it's yeah. not necessarily the first time it's happened to them but it's not the first time it's happened in the league uh, Grenoble <clears> were fined and docked points in 2012 for the same offence and yeah, it's a rookie
1: era, though. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the kind of mistake that Sarah's she, like, I can understand Grenoble. Apologies to any Grenoble supporters who are listening. <laughs> I'm but, well, like... welcome. Hi, this is your first <laughs> and <laughs> last episode. Yeah, welcome. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're niche, but I don't think we're that niche. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if, if I had to, get, if I had to like, sort of pin the pin the rookie era on the club I would probably I like, guess that Grenoble would be the kind of club that would forget that one of their players had a visa that was lapsing well, like but the, I wouldn't it I wouldn't the expect sa- it from Saracens yeah,
0: the, yeah it's lapsed Saturday 18 January the day before the fixture
1: <laughs> maybe they thought it was like you know in law how it's like uh
0: you get a grace period of five days or whatever.
1: Yeah, or if it's like, you know, is it like, does it lapse on the 18th? It is it like up to and including? including... Or yeah, but that,
0: it... that still doesn't include the 19th when they were playing.
1: No, no, no. Which just... <laughs> is hilarious. Like, when
0: does your visa lapse? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked. When... That's so weird. Because he would have had to use his passport with said visa to, like, leave the country. Yeah. And they're like, That's oh, bizarre, hang on, man. you can't because... It's oh,
1: God. It's expiring. Quite embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, no rest for the wicked, I guess. Yeah, no, Shouldn't happen man. to a nice.
0: Oh God, man! Fuck! When it rains, it pours, eh?
1: Yeah. Okay. What's next?
0: Yeah. Um. Lo- so before we kick off Super Rugby, um, I just wanted to quickly mention the jerseys that the New Zealanders all wore this weekend. they away kits. The grey away kits that i see a lot of kiwi fans are not that stoked about and i don't know i just thought have you seen the campaign behind uh, the, the jerseys
1: i read that they were um like recycled material or yeah, something so hey? they're all
0: recycled ocean like retrieved ocean plastic and things like that so for like i know it's a drop in the, literally a drop in the ocean but it's a yeah i mean it's an awareness campaign and it's quite a cool idea in that and Really like the idea, but yeah, I'm kind of sad that New Zealand have sh- wholesale shot on it. The New Zealand, or from like the two articles I saw, there wasn't a positive tweet quoted in either of them.
1: But but was that because people didn't weren't aware of the? They were
0: all shitting on the color
1: scheme. Yeah, yeah, no, Look, I mean, I'm with yeah. him. The color scheme was was the not dreadful. well thought out. And then, yeah. yeah, So like even the even in the Higuara's uh, game last night. Yeah, with the uh, and... It was like. It yeah, like it wasn't egregious. wasn't super bad, but like I don't know, just like you're you the Hurricanes, like wear your yellow kit. I don't get it.
0: Because yeah. um, they wore theirs last week anyway.
1: Yeah, no, they they, 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 so they wore the they wore the no, Hurricanes. They
0: the Hurricanes they wore their grey kit against the Stormers
1: last week. Yes, so 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 that's that's what I thought you meant they they, meant they wore the yellow kit. Yeah, so that's the problem. Like against the Stormers, it was really bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I get I just, it. Like, that's a, yeah, I understand
0: the complaint, but I, I really do like the campaign, and I like the initiative, and yeah, I hope yeah, it sort too. of picks up. As someone yeah, who just too. got himself a set of screw, screw together cutlery to carry in his satchel. Okay, <laughs>
1: what is that to like, save on washing up at restaurants?
0: No, no, just to uh, save on plastic knives and forks and
1: oh, okay. wooden chopsticks <laughs> and that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah okay um cool yeah i'm with you i hope it catches on Um, and look it's it's a first attempt
0: yeah it's first attempt and i really do like and yeah i like the idea of clothes made from recycled materials i think i've got two hoodies made from plastic and coffee grounds because you know i'm a filthy hippie yeah okay um that aside speaking of filthy hippies let's look at some of the super rugby results um should we just run through results quickly and then we can decide which games we want to chat about? Um, yeah, sure, let's do that. Let's do that. So first game opener of the weekend I think we might want to talk about is Highlanders going down 20-42 to the Sharks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, that was crazy. Like, uh, the Sharks really turned it on. Yes. No, it wasn't crazy. Like, we, we knew the Highlanders were bad. Like, they, they didn't perform in the preseasons. Their team's just been gutted of, like, pretty much all their good players except for Aaron Smith. Yeah. Um, You've got to feel for him. Yeah, oh, shame. Carrying the fucking squad on his back. Yeah, he's not good um, his back. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, and, it, like, also, like, he's not really the kind of guy, like, he's, he's amazing. Only, Aaron Smith amazing. He's a he's
0: really one of the good but he's not... He's not like TJ, who is like a Yeah, I was just Aaron's thinking like he... a busy scrum half. He's not a leading scrum. Whereas TJ can be a captain. I don't think Aaron's ever going to be a captain. No offense to yeah. Aaron. No offense to Aaron. He's an incredibly skilled. I mean, fuck, he's in my draft team. I went for him. Before. Yeah. Like I do like him. He's one of per- he's one of my perennial favourite scrum halfs But
1: yeah,
0: I just don't but see he... him in that leadership role. Yeah. I don't seem being mean... able to clap everyone in the back and tell them to come on.
1: Yeah. But it's also like in terms of his play style, he's like he does the basics extremely well. Like he probably does the basics better than anyone else yeah. in the world at the moment. But he doesn't have like the same level of X factor to change the way the game is played yeah. that someone like like TJ Perendona has. And doing the basics well is well and good, but when you're doing the basics, one well, executing like a perfect you know spin cutout pass or perfect box kick. But it's fucking Mitch Hunt on the other end of it. Or, you know, um, f- fucking Josh, Josh, Josh McKay. Uh, I don't know. Just like say so like, Jonah
0: Nareki. Just say. So. No, he was actually...
1: Jonah Nareki, did was act- he play well? He was, yeah, he was actually yeah. one of the
0: best players on the high in this field. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, let's just put his name in there. See if Adam's actually listening to this.
1: <laughs> well, from fan- from a fanny's perspective, it was fucking appalling. And I know that because I, I uh, had Rob Thompson, who's been one of my favourites as he's a fantasy player for the last two a, years. He's been such a good You, you remember cause I kept trying to get him from you last year. Yeah. And um, the fantasy scores were, mm. uh, from from fullback down to 9, mm. were 8, 11, 10, 5, 55, 6... And fifteen.
0: Yeah, John and is the only one who did anything in that back Yeah, Nareki
1: got fifty five. Everyone else was fucking terrible. I know a lot of guys burnt their waivers on Tima, Fanga, and Nuku after Leicester had such a good game for the Crusaders.
0: They're like, oh, and this one is the same surname, He must be good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he was just like, yeah, he seems like a bit of a brute. Like he just had no skill, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway, let, let's not let's not dwell on the on the Highlanders unnecessarily. The Sharks were very good. Um, Let's talk about, yeah.
0: So, I mean, Fassi had, I think... I wouldn't say man-of-the-match performance, but definitely a standout performance.
1: Well, it was close. I mean, look, the, the, the Sharks weren't perfect. Um, I still think... so hu- was but the, the
0: penalty count was something stupid, like 15 or something?
1: Oh, God, I, I really wanted to look this up. I'm, I might... I don't have time this morning. I want to do a little bit of digging into the penalty count... And the um error count for those okay. weekend's fixtures, because anecdotally I felt that the team that gave away the most penalties but made the fewest errors what? was w- was winning the game, and that was true, I think for the Sharks Highlanders and for the stormers um bulls, and there was another game that might have been the Crusaders. Where like the 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 Chiefs were giving away a lot of penalties, but the Crusaders were just dropping the ball the whole time. Or maybe it wasn't that game. There was a game where I just felt like one team was getting constant penalty advantages, and then completely just squandering them and failing to deliver. Um, But anyway, so yeah, the the Sharks, you know, leaving leaving the humidity of Durban is like the, (laughs) the best thing they can ever do. They yeah, like they finally develop some core skills, but then they still have discipline problems. It's a young team and it's like yeah. a new team. You know, the forwards haven't really played very much together. Um but you know, a lot of like guys like Nache, for example, it's not his he's not a rookie. Mm. So you would expect him to know a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, but he's not a but, rookie,
0: but he's not played. How many f- full eighty minutes has he played?
1: Yeah, I know that's also true.
0: Like he's not yeah. a rookie, but, but he's not seen the he's not seen a starting whistle in, yeah. for. Harland. No, he's, he,
1: there's no there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse yeah. for it. But, but yeah. uh, like I think if you're a sharks fan and, you, and you're looking you're looking for an excuse, then like you could point towards the, the sort of relative new new look of this lineup, I guess, yeah. um, to give you a bit, of, a, a bit of consolation. But look, I mean, you you are two and zero on the season. You beat the bulls at home. You beat the Highlanders away. Like that's. A better start to the season than I was expecting for them, and if you look at the fixtures, they've got um, a really good tour actually. Like I originally, I tried to stay away from sharks in fantasy because I was worried about their tour to start the season, but they've got the Hurricanes next week. You're coming back from a long time. coming back from Argentina, and we're thrashed by the Stormers. Yeah. Then after that, you've got the... And they
0: barely... We'll get spoilers for later, but they barely cracked yeah. one past the Sharks. The, yeah.
1: The boys. Then they've got the Rebels, um, and then who, as we know, were beaten by the Sunwolves. And then following that, they've got the Reds in Brisbane, who were just trashed... Not trashed, but comprehensively beaten, I would say, by the Lions. Yeah, the so, Reds have...
0: View- mm-hmm. No, someone else. Well, if, you,
1: if you're the... So if you're the Sharks and you, you know... You you're a contender the for the yeah. If, if you're you're a contender for the top the top team in the conference for sure with the yeah. Springbok backline and some good forwards. You're taking quite a lot of solace for the fact that you're playing against a team that got 22 or 27 nil by the Stormers, who you are roughly equal with, and yeah. then a team that got beaten by the Lions, who you feel like you're definitely better than better with yeah. uh, better than, and then a team that got beaten by the Sunwolves, who you know you're better than. So uh, they could now, actually they Sun could genuinely. Just... Yeah, well we'll see. But they could genuinely come back from the tour with four out of four. And it's not impossible.
0: Will, I think this is the season the sun will prove they have the best sharks fly off.
1: <laughs> you reckon.
0: <laughs> no shame. Bosh has actually not played badly. I can't I can't joke about that. He's been uh, okay. He's been okay. He's yeah. been okay. He's been serviceable.
1: Yeah. He's got the same problem that, that Damien Villis has got, I think, which is that he's just a little too attack oriented and he doesn't always kind of pick his options best yeah. that he could. Fair, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's I'm looking forward to I'm I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the sharks this year, yeah. which is not something that I've been able to say in previous years. So.
0: Okay, so yeah. something you aren't enjoying, um, brumbies are also like the sharks, two for two, and they took out the rebels 39-26. Rebels are also two for two, but on the other side.
1: Do we do we have to talk about this?
0: No, I just thought I'd mention this. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, no, interest, yeah. Well then,
0: Brumbies. Yeah. Congrats, Brumbies. Two for cool. two. I think next week they might struggle. They've also mentioned they are going to struggle next week. Yeah. Uh Next game, I think slightly, well not slightly, far more interesting. Uh Chiefs Saders, twenty-five fifteen to the Chiefs. At this one was at home for the Chiefs, but it wasn't in Waikato. Where did they play again?
1: No, it
0: was Waikato. Was it Waikato? I thought they played in, the, in one of their satellite stadiums today. Oh, uh, uh,
1: okay. Maybe no, I'm no, wrong. no, I'm
0: wrong. I think I'm wrong. But anyway, oh, yeah, okay. Chiefs took this <laughs> one. Well, <laughs> one of us is wrong. Yeah, Chiefs uh, took this nothing, one. Nothing uh, new about that. Yeah,
1: and no, this was. It was, was a th- good
0: game. Yeah, no, it was. It was I enjoyed it. I it watched probably, this after- it this afternoon yesterday afternoon. It was
1: yeah, entertainment-wise, I'd say it was probably the game of the tournament. Um, oh, sorry. jeez, okay. That's a bit Fuck, of a it was shot. a game of game, two halves. <laughs> game, of, game of the weekend. Yeah, it was a um, game of,
0: like, not even two halves. It was, like, the Crusaders had the first quarter. Like, and when fucking yeah. Sevaru just basically scored the two softest tries of his career. I just thought, <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be a drubbing for
1: the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, they fucked. Well, I was super excited for this but I had mixed feelings because I've got David Avili in my fantasy lineup and he was announced as 10. playing fly half this week because Richie Mawanga is injured. Um, and, he,
0: and he was a dab hand at 10, I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, he, he was and he wasn't. So he started off just, I mean, you know, he he could do whatever he wanted. Like he had that ball on a string for the Reese uh, cross field kick and then second try was also just like a skip out pass to Reese and he scores. And it was like you know David. I mean he's just a natural ball player. Like he's so yeah. good. He's, he's he's definitely one of the most underrated players I would say in rugby yeah. in the world. Um, I would have taken him to rugby to Japan last year ahead of Jordy Barrett for sure. Because mm. I reckon he can do ev- he can do everything Jordy can do better. Um, he can do everything Jordy can do,
0: but better. <laughs> can he kick a 63 meter penalty though?
1: He can't do that. That's a fair point. So um, fair credit Jordy to. Fair credit to Fat Barrett, Fat but Barrett's um, got ham hocks on him. <laughs> yeah. it's, all those, it's all those chicken nuggets. But um, he then kind of went off the boil. I don't know. Like he, it looked yeah. like he looked like he was just standing very flat. Maybe he's only had like and
0: three players in him, and then he used them all within the first twenty minutes. That's
1: it. it kind of felt like it. Like he used up his. Because then he tried to do the crossfield kick. I think like at least once more, and it didn't come off. And it kind of felt like he'd used up his yeah like used up his kind of one trick that he had up his sleeve yeah. um I don't know so he then in the second half I felt like was just being completely outplayed by Aaron Cruden I think but I don't know like
0: that's where Aaron Cruden comes in is just the old
1: because yeah. I mean this
0: was what happened last weekend with the Chiefs as well Aaron Cruden came on and the Chiefs yeah. sort of like they had the settled old head and he just made everything look better
1: yeah Oh, that's the thing, right? And I mean, but it's 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 difficult because I want to kind of think about, like, why did the, like, why did the Chiefs win? Was it because they had Damian McKenzie and he Solomon did. Alamalo and Tolena Brown? Those guys didn't play that well.
0: McKenzie did alright, but he didn't do much.
1: He he, he was fine, but like w- like would we really go out and be like, no, McKenzie was was much better than Will Jordan and Alamalo and Wainui were much better than. Um, Reese and Bridge like Bridge was bad not you know Reese scored, scored two tries yeah he was just absent like Will Jordan wasn't anywhere near as good as he was the week before Yeah, but I also felt like Alai Malo and Wainui who I, I would say they played better than their their opposite numbers but they weren't like breaking the game open
0: no neither of them were but but, but I think what that's it, what it felt can... like
1: to me yeah. what it felt like to me was like the game was actually won by the Chiefs on their forwards
0: that's what I was going to say is I think that's what and we're going to see this trend actually carry on for the rest of the season, is that yeah as a, as a product but, of having old Gatland, as they could
1: yeah yeah but it but it's a weird one right because they last week we were kind of shitting on their forwards we were complaining about how like they don't have any proper locks like they're playing Tyler it at, at lock and he's probably an eighth man Jesus, they're playing Mitch Brown at me. lock and he's he's probably a blind side and then they kind of they had so on the bench which is kind of weird and they played like Carpick, and who um, was starting at 8th man? Uh, was it... Bashir? No, he was... Wasn't he open side? Uh, I mean blind side. Uh, my, my internet just crashed. Um, anyway, so I'm trying to think who they lose forwards was. So it was, it was Mitch Carpik, it was Lachlan Bashir, <laughs> luck, okay. and there was okay. you know, another one. Kane. Sam Kane, oh god, yeah, got Sorry. that. Captain Kane. Yeah.
0: No, the one up on. <laughs> the
1: The ever forgettable Sam Kane. The, um man. I don't know how I don't know how we've got that one. Okay, you so know. you know and, 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 and like they kind of got a very light pack, especially last after losing two of their starting props last week. Or two of their main props. Yeah. So for them to then come out from last week's injuries with this lineup and I feel like win the battle with the Crusaders up front and then provide that platform for Aaron Cruden to kind of just get the get the backline moving um is pretty cool actually so yeah it, it was like a weird little game mm. the the Crusaders forwards are kind of rebuilding like they've got Tom Christie and Tom Sanders um neither of whom's you know like super well established yeah um and I don't know, it did feel like they got a little bit outclassed. I mean, Lachlan she has had two had two massive games in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's quite impressive actually, because I've never really rated him. But um, he's turning the game. Like, he's been the point of difference in both yeah. games for the Chiefs. And if they could keep winning these these home derbies, even if it's by close match uh, by close margins, close margin ten points. Yeah, I think my well, yeah, the no, score no. maybe not so close but like the game yeah. itself the game like, itself it was, it was a
0: lot close. closer it was actually quite nice it was fun I, yeah. I stayed awake for this right. game and it was right in my afternoon nap squ- snap window <laughs> that's dedication yeah, yeah. next anyway, game so
1: yeah I mean I, I can definitely see them challenging for sure especially when like Luke, Luke Jacobson's is back and yeah. suddenly they have like a much better looking you know loose trio yeah uh, like a little bit more complete
0: I don't know I better draft yeah. cop at some point soon just while he's playing just to get him out of the way.
1: Yeah, got to just just pick him up today and then drop him on Tuesday. Do you
0: know what he looks like though?
1: I know exactly what Mitch Carpick looks like. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't describe it to you,
0: no, but, but you uh, I, it's a, his his, his remember, image is
1: burned into my mind.
0: You remember Kona and Twaki?
1: <laughs> yeah. If
0: yes. became a professional rugby player, that's Carpick. <laughs> uh,
1: do, do you see my message in the group about um, about Tom? Is it Tom Christie? Yeah, Tom Christie. He's like ah. the blonde one for the Crusaders. He looks like someone tried to try to make Full War in Rugby Eight Player Editor. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like a slightly smudged version of Full War.
0: Just one side <laughs> is just off, like everything's just slightly <laughs> yeah. not quite. It's like a Bethesda character model. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, Funny. Okay. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So a really good game. Um, I don't know. It's, it's tough to know what to read into it, other than the fact that the the, the Chiefs are real contenders for Super Rugby this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know what the deal with is, is with Richie Mo, but he's if design. he's not, but if he's not available this week, I don't think they continue with the David Avili experiment. I think you just get Brett Cameron in. I mean, he's um, a whole black tourist to it, yeah. inexper- I don't know why, but he is. Um, and then just put Avili back. In, back. Put Jordan either Jordan on the right wing, if if you really believe in him, or just say to him, no, look, did you have two full games? Starting for the three-peat champions, you can now sit on the bench for a few games. You're only 21 years old. Yeah. Or 22, whatever. Just relax, and let's get Siviris and George Bridge back to their World Cup form. Well, hopefully their pre-World Cup form. And, you know, the Crusaders need to get back on top. Like, taking a a loss against your big rival like this is a tough one.
0: Yeah. And I think let's speed up pick-up pace now. Okay, Tars Blues. I fell asleep through this one. I woke up to see... Marky Mark take a horrible knock. Um, so, Puerta's lost twelve thirty two to the Blues.
1: Yeah, I didn't really... Yeah,
0: I saw I, I yeah, kinda, Scott looking like, get fucked up, and I saw Mark Tellier's three-hat-trick.
1: Tri- uh, yeah, I missed all of that. I only watched like the first half, I think. Yeah, the second half um, is when
0: the Blues actually started playing rugby. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so they had they had two yellow cards, right? I think oh, so, yeah. maybe this was maybe this was the game I was thinking of, where the discipline, like the team with shit discipline, somehow.
0: No, no, the team with the two yellows was.
1: Oh, that was the the reds.
0: Yeah, the reds who then okay. just narrowly, they, yeah, Tupou got, yeah. yeah, so we'll get there. Now. So yeah, titles,
1: the, 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 blues, the blues. had one yellow card. Yeah. I think. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So,
0: that's that. Uh, then let's move on to the yellow card gate. Uh, lions, uh, lions beat breads twenty seven twenty, and yeah, as you said, I know Tupu got the one card just before halftime, and I think one of the debut kids got it after halftime.
1: Uh, Harry Wilson, yeah, yeah, got to try. I uh, yeah, I I am regretful of having taken Liam Wright in fantasy instead of Harry Wilson. Turns out Harry Wilson is the better loose forward for the Reds Um, he's doing really well in fantasy
0: has anyone got him out of of curiosity who's got him
1: yeah Alex Horsby's got him and he beat me (laughs) with him this week Uh,
0: Alex had a monstrous (laughs) week I'm just going to say he did yeah I mean he's had patches like like, like, Josh McKay and Josh Ione but otherwise he's done well
1: Friday was Friday was really bad for him and then Saturday was really good for him like Joe Friday was was
0: really good for Adam and that just fucking set my mood
1: mood off for the (laughs) week Adam was the top sc- oh no second Phil's second, Haiku uh, came through then
0: yeah but Feli had a monstrous game
1: and yeah he, he actually won me my online fixture yeah, um, yeah. Kramer think- finally fucking producing anyway alright so Lions Reds eh yeah so tries so yeah. yeah, so let's see
0: Ty Green picked up two and oh. yeah
1: almost got a hat trick
0: oh, okay I didn't see this this was 10 o'clock and I was not going to stay up
1: yeah. I yeah, I'd guess service, I was half watching. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was okay. Like the Lions Yeah, at one point when the Reds had both yellow cards, I think they were both in the forwards, like I think it was their two yeah. props actually, it was like three and eighteen who had yellow carded, and then the, the Lions gave away a scrum penalty. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Like I don't how like how does that even
0: That was like because surely by then it's uncontested.
1: No, like they, because they this, brought because
0: the one, yeah, one would have come back. Yeah. On and so they and... they
1: brought on, yeah. It was just oh, freaking weird. I don't know. I I, didn't, I don't know. I not really see how it happened. It was just bizarre.
0: Classic Lions, classic. Look, <laughs> like, no, but didn't, yeah. so, didn't I ben, mean I think Ben mentioned Yanni Duplessis got injured or something.
1: I uh, I mean I don't want to be mean. I would I would never wish an injury on a player, but for the Lions' sake, he, I think I saw it ben... does have to be in, it does have to be injury, but they should not play him again. Like. The starting lines front row were really, really, really bad. Okay. They just need to play Kali Sadi and get it over and done with,
0: I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Have yeah. you got anything more? Because we've got five minutes or six um, minutes. No, I think Which game? just... Which game do you want to talk about? This one, the Stormers one or the Jaguars one? Stormers one. Okay, let's move to the Stormers. Okay, Stormers have yet to concede a point in Super Rugby 2020. 13 yep. 0 beating the Bulls. they perennial pretty North... good. I'm impressed that the North South Derby took. It had to... We had to wait all the way to round two for it to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, normally it's like the opening weekend, eh? Yeah. I think it's like yeah. the first
0: time in like four years that it's not been the opening match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it didn't feel like it had the same bite that it has in previous years. I was surprised to, to hear the commentators saying how. The uh, the Bulls haven't won at Newlands since like twenty eleven. Jesus, really? I think I think that's what they said. I mean, maybe I got the year wrong.
0: No, but that like, part of me does find that believable. But at the same time, it's like the Bulls aren't that shit.
1: But I mean, last year the Bulls beat the Stormers forty points to yeah, seven. Exactly. Or 40, 40, 40 points to so, three. So and but now have the...
0: Yeah, now the Stormers are leaving Fortress Newlands.
1: Yeah. Uh... I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. Like, I, the, the numbers didn't quite add up to me, but, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the commentators were saying. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but anyway, I mean, we knew that it was going to be different this year. Like, it's not the same Bulls team. Um, you know, like, they've lost pretty much everyone that made them special last year in mm-hmm. terms of Arches, Neyman, Lurt. Um, Okay, they got the, the prop still, but, you know, 100 Pollard's gone, Jesse Quill's gone. And yeah, like I think we, they, we always knew
0: they're essentially a curry cup side now.
1: Yeah, essentially, but I mean don't tell that to their fans on Twitter, like they still think that they're gonna win the conference somehow. <laughs> somehow, but I mean
0: um, oh, by virtue of they played a Curry Cup season together. Because that's what they are. Yeah, like, the Curry Cup side just had to swell up one step. And then Josh just joined them and Mournay Stain <laughs> yeah. came back.
1: Yeah. And Lisa Walker came back from Montpellier.
0: Yeah. Um do you wanna have a word about Mourney Stane now? Um, yeah, so, uh, look, so... I know you've got a, I was very... a small bone not to pick, but I don't know if it's a bone to pick, so to speak. Uh, but
1: No, it's, it's, I, I feel like I've got a, a pretty balanced opinion on it now, after two weeks. Preseason, when they announced him coming back, I was like, this is bullshit. They've got money in They've just lost Henry Pollard. They should be backing the youngster. I thought it was a really stupid signing. Yeah. Then they played against the Sharks in week one, and I was forced to admit that it actually kind of made sense because they almost beat the Sharks last week. Um... I can't remember what the score margin was, but just in terms of performances, they were in that game the whole time. And that was because of Stain Like, he kept them in the game. And that was just with his tactical kicking, which he's one of the best in the world at, it seems, still. 23 And his goal kick. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just know, went to go look
0: more... at it. With, without a single no, try, it was all just off his boot. Four penalties. Yeah, and
1: that's one. the thing. Like, it was all morning, And, like, at that point, you were like, okay, yes, this Bulls team shit. But Mornay is not shit. They've got And, <laughs> like, well, uh, Leafling is Hochhart.
0: Is it Hochart? Fuck, what was his... M- yeah, Did Mornay stay and no, have special d- music?
1: He didn't have one, and he, he like, he was way better than <laughs> Hochhart. Like, if anyone deserved...
0: He deserved special music,
1: yeah. I don't yeah. know, they
0: all just, in my mind, they should all just play it for all all their tents
1: Yeah. I don't know, but, um, anyway, so... Like, it was a bit of a weird one because I felt like he was the only reason why they were even in that game against the Sharks. So I was like, okay, cool. I get it. Like, this is why you guys brought him back or whatever. Um, you know, fair enough. But then they play him against the Stormers, which is a very different side to the Sharks. The Sharks have a weak, relatively weak forward pack and an incredibly powerful back line. So if you have a good tactical kicker, you can keep them out of the game. Mm. Against the Stormers, like... They, mm-hmm. they were, like, bashing their heads against the wall. They they had so many penalties in a row that they tried to go for the corner and get, like, a pushover try from a, rack, uh, from, from a running wall. And it just never worked. Like, they were camped on the Stormers' try line for so much of that game. And it was the same thing we saw from the Hurricanes last year. And the Stormers' defense just, like, never broke. Like, they bend, but they don't break. And at that point, it doesn't help if you've got a, a good tactical kicker, because, like, they're just going to set up camp and make you run at them time and time again. Like, what you need is a Kuhn Bosch or Damian Willemser or Manny Libak, someone who's going to break their system, yeah. who's going to just do something that they didn't plan for. And like, you're never going to be able to beat a team like the Stormers by telegraphing what you're going to do. And I'm sorry, but Mornestane is like a pretty big telegraph. Like, you know what's coming with no, Mornestane. All-
0: semaphores every kick first.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. And it took them a long time to bring on Manny Libak. And when they did... He almost got the game going for them. Like they almost got some points through him because he created a really nice uh, break, which um, Cornell Hendricks then completely squandered. Mm. Um, He they had like a three on one overlap, and for some reason, he uh, he being Cornell Hendricks, decided to cut inside and take on like the cross cover defender, and then he turned the three on one into a two on two. And then the Stormers just made their tackles. Uh, and like they were yeah, that was pretty much it for the, the Bulls. So yeah, I I understand why they want to have more stain in the squad, but the experiment is over. I think you know, keep him as a as like a squad on the bench or whatever, but I think you just at this point you have to just Go with your young talent. Like, realize that you're rebuilding. That you're not going to win Super Rugby this season. You're not going to win the conference. And you just need to start planning for the future. And that's obviously not Mournestane. That's what I think. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's my piece. Yeah. And then, last game of the weekend. Jaguars versus Hurricanes.
1: This one I Uh, didn't wake up for. Yeah, me too. I regret
0: it. I don't uh, know. I enjoyed it. I think just after you went off, it got quite good.
1: Or did you see that? Yeah, motion? I know. But it, I was I was there to, to see how my fantasy guys did yeah, and
0: they were shit. Yeah, okay. Fair. I mean, I Jordi did okay. Miotti did fine. So, I'm fine with that. And then, yeah. I think, yeah. I think highlight for me, though, was Krivi scoring. Oh, that's our hour. Oh, wow. uh, Creevy, highlight <laughs> for me, Krivi scoring his try and then Rasta pulling him to his side and just pleading with him to behave, like, loudly <laughs> yeah. on the ref mic. Yeah. <laughs> it was sure. just my favorite moment. It was just Rasta, like, Gus, please, <laughs> Gus, we've had good discipline up until now. you Did just he come, come on. on. Please. <laughs> he Did called he call him, him Gus. Gus.
1: He called That's him so Gus. Funny.
0: He was calling everyone by, like, first name, like, he's, like, pet names. Really? I was like, you, someone's going very Nigel Owens here right now. Yeah. Rasta wants Speaking to-
1: of Nigel Owens... Um, did I tell you I'm blocked by him on Twitter?
0: Yeah, I saw you were blocked by him. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> well done. Uh, it's quite a, I'm, I'm racking up quite a CV now between yeah. the Lions and Nigel Owens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad for Creevy. I'm interested to see what his role is going forward. Uh, did... He's obviously such a big a, a big part of the team. Yeah, because, I mean, he's,
0: uh, I think fantasy-wise, he's sitting on, studying on like 30 yeah. points.
1: But they can't afford not to... Start Montoya, I think, because he's no, they, so good. he's
0: such. He's then like they have yeah. to start him because he's essentially their next. He's hooker. Their best, hook- yeah, yeah. their best hooker. Yeah, he is the best hooker. Yeah. Creevy's not. Crewey's a much better loose player than Montoya, but Montoya's a better is than him right now.
1: If it was the Sharks, that they'd, they'd move Creevy <laughs> to open side. Oh, fuck! Imagine that. The dream. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I draft, draft him in a heartbeat. get him I draft him in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway.
1: Okay, yeah, that's well, that's it. it. Um, um, yeah, Blue, so it was, it was think... a bit of a low energy energy. Yeah, okay. Oh, we can do Super Brew. I'll shoot from the hip.
0: Yeah, let's shoot from the hip. It's the two of us. I don't have the account. I'll use mine, seeing as my, my account's fucked anyway. But let's see.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to do all my, fantasy, my Super Brew picks using fantasy points this year. We'll see how that goes. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Well, I mean, you're going to be better. Uh, you're up there with Ace at this point. Uh, first one, Blue Saders. Said it is by 12. Said it is by 12, fair. Uh, Rebels Tars. Tars by also about 12-ish.
1: They're both so bad. They're both um, so
0: bad, but the Tars can at Tars least... Tars
1: by... Uh, yeah, 10, I guess. Let's go 10.
0: 10 sounds good. Sunsull's
1: Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs by 30. Juice by
0: 30. This is a... All black list so Chiefs, good.
1: though. Just to Yeah, be... it's and... also an all
0: black list Yeah, But they've got Garth April, and I've told them (laughs) this is a year of Aprils.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, you can revise it down if you want. I think it's gonna
0: be. No, I don't think it's gonna be much better. Uh, Canes and Sharks. I almost want to give this one to the Sharks by like a chunk.
1: Yeah.
0: Like they're gonna they're gonna win this one at the cake dish. Okay, let's do it. Sharks by Sharks by five. Yeah, I like it. Sharks by five. Mm, brumbies okay. Highlanders. Uh at, Highlanders. at Canberra.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Brumbies are just so but but they're gonna outscrum them. Like they do have a good
0: Yeah, that's forward. the thing. brumbies have a forward pack. So if Brumbies just keep it in the forwards.
1: Okay, let's go Brumbies by three.
0: Yeah, let's yeah, it's gonna be their toughest game of the season, I think. or now yeah. the early season. Uh, Shri- uh Stormers uh, Lion Stormers, sorry, long way on. Lions at Stormers. Home.
1: Stormers. Stormers by twelve.
0: And if Similani starts,
1: well, I don't know. If The rumours of him being unfit and, <laughs> and just you, a, a bit bitch. of a brat, <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a bitch. <laughs> then Stormers by fifteen. <laughs> if it's Similani of under twenty fame and last year's one well, of last year's top average play, points per player, then I'd go Stormers by like five, because he still has to front up against Ruan and Jamie Roberts jamie roberts specifically yeah jamie roberts was good this weekend well, dude.
0: Like I, he. so i saw a cute tweet um someone's like yeah it's his first try and that he's like no 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 i would never dare latch on the back of a <laughs> back of a rolling ball that that's was not super my
1: weird. job yeah like They're i don't like, think he was even near the ball like i don't know why they credited to dude, jamie it was roberts
0: so funny because he, like he tweeted like guys i would never dare going near a rolling
1: <laughs> ball <laughs> yeah he cares um, too much about his face
0: yeah, Um Jaguares Reds. I would say Jaguares by, I want to say more than seven.
1: Yeah, well, certainly if the Reds play James O'Connor at ten again, I don't think that was successful at all. Um, I'm gonna go to Jaguares by seventeen. Seventeen. That's a good number. Yeah. Okay. So I feel Adam... like they match. They match the strengths of the Reds with their own. Yeah. Like they. You know, if the Reds bring like quite a flair backline and like Jordan Pattaya, James O'Connor, get okay, Bryce Haggard, he's not flair, but like he's quite an attacking player. But then the Haggard Rodgers just turn around with like Santiago Carreras and or Miliano Buffelli. Or yeah, like Dal-Gee. they can
0: just On the Del how is he fit yet? He might be fit.
1: I think he's he's back this week. Yeah, yeah, he
0: should be back this week as well. Yeah, yeah. no, it's deep and it should be fun. And yeah, more Delafuente and. I think Orlando is still out, so they're probably going to carry on. Moroni at 13, yeah. And okay. I think Miotti should still be... Uh, I think, yeah, I think thingy is still injured. Um, okay. Bon- Bonilla. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool.
1: All right, good, cool. done. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Let's say goodbye to everyone. Thank you for listening. Sorry we went over our allotted hour um yeah Adam's not here he doesn't have enough gym badges to train me and <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that
0: yeah so thank you for listening um you can find us on Facebook all of us are on Twitter and yeah f- listen to us on the various platforms that you are already listening to us we are, are on several but yeah if you've gotten this far you are on one already I don't need to run through the list Cheers.